Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I'm talking with professional transformation coach and author of Calling All Heroes series, Christian De La Huerta. With 30 years of experience, Christian is a sought-after spiritual teacher and leading voice in the break work community, breathwork community. He has traveled the world offering inspiring and transformational retreats, combining psychological and spiritual teachings with lasting and life-changing effects. An award-winning, critically acclaimed author, he's spoken at numerous universities and conferences and on the TEDx stage. His new book, Awakening the Soul of Power, was described by multi-Grammy Award winner, Gloria Stefan, I think we all know of her, as a bomb for the soul of anyone searching for truth and answers to life's difficult questions. Welcome, Christian. I am so happy to have you with us. Thank you so much, Dr. Kim. I'm, I'm delighted to be on the show with you. Thanks. Yes. I was telling you before we jumped on that I've got your book right here. And I just, this is the stuff I sink my teeth into it. Um, so much great stuff. So I can't wait to dig into it. But I wanted to start just by talking about your story, which is pretty heroic in itself, right? And how you got into being a transformation coach. You know, it's, um, it, it's an interesting story because I'm such an unlikely person to be writing about personal empowerment and and what it means to live a heroic life in the 21st century. Um, I was born in Cuba. I lived there my first 10 years of life. So, you know, as you know, um, to be speaking about personal power in a communist, dictatorial, uh, totalitarian regime, it's, it's laughable because there is no such thing as personal power. It's like the state um, pretty much owns you and decides everything about your life. Um, I was also... And born in a very Catholic family, I'm, you know, one of nine kids. Um, and, um, you know, with all due respect to the tradition, it's, it's also very hierarchical. The power structure is very, you know, power, power down, like you power over. Um, and you're told what to believe and what not to believe and what try and what wrong and, and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I was, I was, uh, a good student, like one of the gifts of having been raised in a communist regime is that we had a TV, but there was no, no, nothing worth watching. <laughs> and so we grew up reading books and really grateful for that um, because we, you know, developed a lifelong love affair with, with books and words. And I learned how to, how to learn um, and how to study. So when we came over to the States, um, I didn't speak a word of English. But I knew how to how to teach myself. I knew how to how to study. Uh, so I became a really good student. And because I was also very introverted, my my parents were counter revolutionaries, which means that they conspired against um, the Castro regime and you know when they first took over. And you know we didn't know the kids didn't know what was going on then, but there was an implicit message um, that you just didn't. You, you kind of wanted to hide, you know, you didn't want to show up too much. 
so there was an, an implicit message to kind of hide a little bit, you know, to because understandably, uh, we didn't want to be seen too much. Although there are part of friends, they were the, the they were the only ones who didn't spend you know seventeen twenty years in jail or went to the firing squad, and and so. You know, I had a 4.0 pretty much in high school. I had one B, one semester of my last year in high school. And I didn't set out to do this intentionally, but looking back on it, I know, I have no doubt that I sabotaged my, my GPA because there was no way, no possible way that I couldn't, that, that I could have gotten up in, in front of a room, an auditorium filled with hundreds and hundreds of people to deliver the valedictorian speech. And, and so flash forward, you know, today where I speak all over the world, I've spoken at dozens of universities on the TEDx stage. And so because through the teachings that I share about and, and the processes that I share about in this book, um, I know that we can overcome um, our fears and our obstacles that we have allowed to hold us back in our lives. That is so powerful and it's so true. And, you know, so much of what holds us back is all up here. And all it's it so, I know, right? And it's so hard to get past this. And, and I've got to say, you know, as you're describing what it was like growing up in Cuba and, and that whole regime, the way you described it is actually the way a lot of teenagers describe how it feels to live at home. <laughs> and and I, I say that because I know that's not what we're intending, but I think I want to, I want to dig into that power because I feel like there's this, um, and you talk about the difference between the egoic power and the soulful power. Can you, can you explain that a little bit and the difference between those? Because I think, yeah. I, I feel like that highlights it right there. But also, I feel like we experience that in our own lives. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it's it's really an important question because that's where we get into these power struggles, you know, with, with our teenagers. And I'm not a parent myself, but I'm surrounded by many kids, and um, you know, I, I know what it's like, and I know what you know to give them some hope. Uh, my adolescence was one long depression with suicidal fantasies. Um, and flash forward to today is like, no matter what happens in my life, no matter the details, you know, whether a relationship works out or it doesn't, whether um, a, a project succeeds or it fails, I never, ever question my sense of self. So I know self-doubt. I know self-hatred. And, and these days, like, no matter the circumstances of my life, that, that sense of self-worth, that sense of self-love, is unshakable and so for, you know for the for that and i know your your, your parents your audience knows this it's it's like such because we all went through it it's such a confusing time yeah. it's it's that transitional time where the bodies are changing and body parts are popping out on the and the hormones are raging and it's that conflict between dependency and 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 independence and trying to to dis discover who we are it's such a confusing time uh so this too shall pass um, and, and so, so yeah, one of the reasons we get caught in power struggles, um, not only with our teenagers, with, with our partners, with our colleagues, with other humans, is, is because we have such a misunderstanding about what power is. Um, and, and we've been so conditioned to believe that it's a bad thing. Um, and, and it's a huge conversation. Obviously, I wrote a whole book about, about this and how to not get stuck in power struggles and how to navigate them more efficiently. Um, but, you know, most of us have an ambivalent relationship to power. We, the part of us wants it, part of us is afraid of it. So we're conflicted about it. Um, and I think that 
underneath the surface, we feel that if we really stepped into our power, that other people wouldn't um, be able to handle us and that we not end up alone. We also fear that we might abuse it and, and cause harm. And no wonder, like, all we got to do is turn on the news on any given day to witness at least one abuse of power. And then add to that the conditioning, you know, with quotes like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And so what good hearted person wants to be corrupted? And, and so what they didn't tell us, though, is that that quote by Lord Acton was addressing specifically political power, not personal power. And so add to that mix, the fact that we've, we've been conditioned to fear the emotions somewhere along the way, somebody had this brilliant, not, idea that the emotions were weakness. And, and so we run away from our emotions, especially guys, you know, since we were kids, little boys don't cry because there's this misunderstanding about the feminine and weakness. Whereas like, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but, but what a twisted misunderstanding um, because there is nothing weak about the feminine. Um, and we can get into that conversation later if you want to. But when you put all those things together, what happens is that we give our power away, our innate inherent power that nobody can give to us no one can take it away we are the only ones who can give it away and and the sad part is that we we give it away for for kind of lame reasons we we play small we settle for less for an illusion of security for for a false sense of security for morsels of pseudo love and and so it's really important um that we get clear about power. And because the whole message of this book is that there is a way that we can step into power in a way that's not about force or fear or manipulation or, or domination that doesn't require that we push somebody down, overpower them, uh, you know, put our knee to their neck, push them down in order for us to feel powerful. Uh, because we don't want to do that. Uh, most of us don't. And so one of the first steps in, on that journey to personal empowerment, as I see it, in, in a way that is, that is congruent with who we are, is to understand that there are different types of power. And, and so I talk about worldly power or egoic power, which is the way that the world looks at power. So we tend to associate power with uh, money, fame, you know, people who, who are high up in some kind of hierarchy, whether it's a corporate ladder or some kind of institution, religious or otherwise. Uh, but the thing about all those kinds of powers that they're outside of us, they're external. And because of that, they could be here today, gone tomorrow. Whereas the other kind of power that I'm calling soulful power or spiritual powers is inside each and every one of us. And again, nobody can give it to us. Nobody can take it away. And whereas worldly powers, it's always has an agenda. It's always trying to grab something for itself. And it's always blowing itself up to, to seem bigger than it is. Um, the, the other kind of power, spiritual power, is humble. And it doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. It just is. And it is mighty. So I think of, of, of Gandhi or, or Gandalf from Lord of the Rings and, and their simple monastic robes, their sandal feet. You would never know how much power they hold until it's needed. And then be careful. Like Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees when it was at its highest point in terms of global power and global influence without shooting a single gun or ever landing a punch. Talk about power. Yeah. And 
So what I'm hearing too, I think we often um, equate power to control. I think for me, that seems like, and you know, when you, bringing it to like the parenting struggles and the power struggles, yes. I feel like those, the power there is about control and yes. ego and winning yes. and yes. the power you're talking about, which is the power we really want to exert is this inner power, which is completely different. So how do we switch from this mindset of controlling, which is about winning, to this power of more about guidance and about, you know, and, and just providing strength within us, but providing strength to our kids or to our family? How do we, yes. how do we switch that? Yeah, and, and such a great question because it's not about becoming doormats, right? Like we're talking about personal empowerment. Yeah. So, so that entails, you know, having clear boundaries, being very defined and very clear about and communicating what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And, and, and with teenagers who, who are going to be testing their limits on their journey of towards independence, they're going to be testing limits. So for sure, we've got to have some clear boundaries and, and some guidance and some rules that, that you know, if they're going to be living at home, this is this is what you got to this is what you got to do. But there's a way to do that that's not about shoving it down their throat, right? Because that's what happens. That last one we get caught in these power struggles because at the same time that they're trying to assert their independence, just like we all did, we're like, uh, uh, like I hold the power straight. I hold the power here, so I'm going to show you, and and that doesn't end well, right? Because it's coming from that place of ego. And that's where we get caught in these power struggles and we lock horns and, and, and it, it's not good for the relationship on the long term. Um, and, and so the, the, I mean, there's, it's a big answer to that question because there's, there's so much that has to do with communication skills, with understanding the power, the nature of power. And, and I get into, all, into this all in, in the book, in, into understanding what the ego mind is. That is so critical um, because, and we don't have time to get into it and, and you know, really dive deep into this in, in a 30-minute conversation. Um, but if, you want, if we want to have relationships that work, any relationships, romantic, intimate, or with our kids or with our colleagues, um, if we want to have a sense of personal empowerment, if we want to have lives that are filled with meaning and purpose and where we're really stepping into our potential, we've got to understand what the ego is. And there's so much confusion about it. Um, and, and because it's that part of the mind, um, and here's a simple image to, to help us get it. If you put a baseball in the center of a stadium, that's what the ego is. Who we are is actually the stadium. And we've allowed this tiny, tiny, tiny part of who we are to think it is all who we are and to make choices, to, to run our relationships from its very small, limited, and always fear-based perspective. And so that's the part of us that is trying to exert control, that, that power over control. That, that's, I'm going to show you who's in, who's, who's in charge here. That's the part of us who has that need to be right, even if that... That, that causes harm to our relationships. You know, like, like somebody said, I think it was A Course in Miracles, asked, you know, would you rather be right or happy? And, and, and sometimes it's like, who cares if we're right? 
Like, right, it depends on how we communicate that. But it's that part, the ego is that part of us that has this need to, that is so self-righteous and, and, and has the need to control everyone and everything around us. And, and that is so defensive that projects, right? Like what, what that makes wrong and judges what's over there, that is also in here. So we project it and make it wrong over there. And uh, that's always stuck in, in victim mindset, in, in victimization mode. Um, and that's all so defensive. That takes everything personally. And, and so once we realize what that is, once we understand how the baseball works, then we can decide, wait a minute, I don't have to be run by this tiny, tiny part of, of who I am. And, and the ego has also kind of usurped the place and, and placed itself as if it were the sun. Where, where it's actually what we want to do is is like reclaim that place and 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 say hey wait a minute you know I get to make those choices um, you don't you don't get to to make these choices because out of out of fear out of, or because of some unresolved issue that happened when we were five or ten um, and 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 they still had those those issues and the suppressed emotions are still having an impact on our behavior in our relationships so it's it's a long journey and it's a long conversation but it is so worthwhile. Because if we're able, if we're willing to look inside and to ask these questions is why we do the things we do and why do we get stuck in these power plays and these power struggles and, and why do we get stuck in, the, in these patterns of relationship that, the relationship that sometimes feel like this is the same boring movie. Oh, you right. know, it's just a different actor, a different co-lead, but it's the same boring movie that I've been in a thousand times. Often it's with the same co-lead over and over and over again, right? Yes. The same argument over and over again. Over and over again. So yes. how do we, what is just one thing we can do to show up powerfully? Because I, I, I love distinguishing this is not about you're either powerful or you're a doormat. Because I feel like we feel that way. Like we either show them who's boss or they're the boss of us and we get walked all over. How do we show up powerfully and firmly and like confidently without feeling like we need to walk all over somebody else to exert that strength. Yeah. And, and, and here's the, here's the, the short answer, which it's, it's, it's a simple answer, but it's not an easy, it's not an easy process. Um, the stronger our sense of self, right? So, so the more that we get who we are, that we understand who we are, um, the clearer we are about what works for us and what doesn't work for us, the less that we are dependent on any external validation, right? So the more that we could just, we just get to be ourselves without needing to prove anything to anybody, right? Somebody doesn't like it. It's like, all right, interesting. Um, I still know who I am and I still know what, what my clear boundaries are. So, so the journey really is to strengthen, to discover, because most of us don't even know who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that so the journey is really to dive into that journey of self-discovery, which which is heroic, um, and 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 because it takes that willingness to look within and to ask these hard questions: Who am I? And what am I here for? And what are my triggers? And what situations? You know, what are the the patterns in in, in which I tend to give my power away? Do I tend to do that with, um, you know, in romantic intimate relationships? Do I tend to say yes when inside I really feel no in those settings? Or do I tend to give my power away with authority figures, you know, whether parental figures, bosses, coaches, religious leaders, that kind of thing? Um, and, and so it's, 
you know, there's there's no way around that. We've got to know who we are and, and why we do the things we do and what are our triggers and what are the patterns. Because if we don't see them, we can't do a thing about them. Yeah. Like we can't do a thing about what we don't see. So the first step is all about self-awareness. And, and so there are a lot of practices and any practices that you can um, you know, come up with to figure out who you are. And the book will walk you by the hand. Mm-hmm understanding you know what the ego mind and why we do the things we do but any pattern any practice that's going to deepen your self-awareness it's going to be really helpful so so here's one example like i was one of these people that i did i couldn't have told you 30 years ago what i was feeling because i had no idea yeah i was clueless and, and my dad was a psychiatrist and 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 yet you know it's like in, in regards to my own emotions i had no idea and so for a couple of weeks, I, I got a, a grid of emotions. I got a list of emotions and like, you know, read what they, what they really meant. And then I put them on a grid. And this is before iPhones. So I had a, 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 you know, a timer from Radio Shack and I'd go off on the hour for a couple of weeks. The timer would go off on the hour and then I look at my list. Am I feeling this? Uh-uh. Am I feeling this? Uh-uh. Am I feeling that? Maybe. Right? And, and so, but even, even, that simple practice in a couple of weeks, my emotional intelligence increased tremendously. Um, so I became much more able to, to know what I was feeling and then communicate those feelings Com- courageously, compassionately, and gracefully in a way that they can be heard. Uh, there, there's two cool key things I want to pull from there because there's, there, I mean, this is just such great stuff, but there's, there's two key things. The first one I really heard was, Um, if you're not liking your relationships or your life or what's going on around you, rather than trying to change everyone else, you need to turn inside and change yourself and how you're showing up. Yeah. And that's cool because you actually, the only person you have control over changing is yourself. So that's good news. That is Um, really good news. The second one is we want to give our kids a voice and help them learn to communicate their own power rather than trying to push their power down because then they end up just living the way we're ending up, which is trying to exert our power and not knowing who we are and having our own self-identity and voice. So we have the chance to build that in our kids rather than pushing that down in our kids, which we often do out of our own ego. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and, and teaching by example, mostly. Yeah. Um, and, and because you're right, what happens when, when we, because this is what happened to us, right? Because we weren't allowed expression fully, we, sup- we had to suppress ourselves and our desires. So then rather than, than, than exerting power cleanly in a healthy way, um, overtly, we, we, end, we, get, we get caught in these power struggles that are kind of covert. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, so we say yes, and we put on a fake smile, but in the, inside it's like, oh yeah, just wait, let oh, me yeah. show you, I'll show you who's in, who's Oh, I've in- mastered passive aggressive. That's yeah. it. That's a power struggle. <laughs> that's what I call, that's one of the power plays. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm sitting watching TV and, and my, my spouse, my partner, whoever is in, you know, what in the kitchen, Hey honey, can you, can you come help me? Yeah, I'll be right over. 10 minutes later, hey, can you come help me clean up? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right over. That's what I'm that's what we're saying. But inside, we were like, 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 I will do it when I'm good and ready. Yeah. But yeah. we don't say that directly, right? Or another another good one is like, um, oh, not sorry, sorry, honey, not tonight. I have a headache. 
what we're really saying inside is like hell will freeze over before you get any tonight. <laughs> and, and that's so, just one of the power plays yeah. and one of the unhealthy ways that we express yeah. power, which are not efficient and don't really get us what we want ultimately. No, because it actually triggers the other person to start showing up powerful, like showing control. And then that's you, you do you trigger a power struggle when you could have just communicated and been done with it. Yeah. And so we we launched that off. So, oh, my gosh, so much great stuff. How do people learn more about you and your book? Yeah, great. Thank you for asking that, uh, Dr. Cam. The book is available wherever books are sold. So your local bookstore, if you want to support them, or Amazon, or, or, or any of the other online um, places where you can buy books. Um, in if terms you of want reaching- to send, send Bezos back up to space again. <laughs> right, exactly. It paid for one trip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so in terms of reaching me, probably my website, uh, soulfulpower.com is the best way. And from there, they can uh, connect with my social media. Um, and for your audience right now, if, if they will go to soulfulpower.com and get on my email list, and we know how easy it is to click unsubscribe if it doesn't work for you. Um, but just for getting on the email list, they'll get, they'll receive a sample chapter from the book electronically uh, that talks about what it means to live heroically in the 21st century. They'll get some of these power practices that are, that are at the end of, the, of each chapter that are designed to apply these teachings to our life, right? So that they don't stay at the level of information. We don't need more information. We've got information overload. What we need is transformation. Ooh. And that comes from applying the teachings to our lives. And, and then they'll also get a, a recorded uh, teaching and a guided meditation about trust and what it means to trust um, and how we step more and more and more into trust, which I think it's really supportive in these crazy, chaotic uh, times of uncertainty in which we live. Mm, good one for parents with teenagers, too, who really <laughs> struggle with trust. Yeah. So I'll put all the links in the show notes so people can find that. Um, that's fantastic. So before we go, any parting words of encouragement for parents with teenagers? Yes, you will all get through this. <laughs> there is hope. And, and, and what you're doing, like, like to try to raise another human being with values and, and with a sense of who they are and with a sense of personal empowerment. Um, if we can add that layer to it, it's like nothing short of heroic. Mm. And what we're doing here, what we have the opportunities to, to say no and to stop this DNA chain of, of raising, you know, our kids the way that our parents raised us and the way that their parents before them raised us. It's like, no, we can, we can, we can do this in a better, more enlightened way. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. Thank you, Christian. I'm so grateful you could join us today. Thank you so much for, for, for um, having me on the show. And thank you so much for having the show to begin with. Oh, yeah. um, I know that it makes a difference in many, many lives. So, so thank you. Of course. Thank you for saying that. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens succeed, feel free to grab my free guide, Seven Secrets to Motivating Teens at AskDrCam.com slash motivate teens and i'll also have the links so you can get all this amazing information that christian is going to share with us as well and finally if you enjoyed this episode and the helpful insights that christian shared with us please take a quick moment to rate and review this helps other parents like you find the show i encourage you to share it with a friend as well until next time have a peaceful positive calm day and that's a wrap 
Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.